Okay guys, this is Marvelous and Paranormal coming at you again. Outside, I don't know if you're able to hear me right now because uh, the wind is kind of blowing, but I don't know if it's doing anything to the microphone. So I'm just kind of winging it tonight. Uh, my podcasts are usually uh, <laughs> just kind of based on uh, winging it anyway. And... Uh, Let's see. So, what has um, been going on with me? Well, uh, nothing has changed. Uh, The extension to the lockdown uh, has been going through um, is, is going through April 30th, uh, as far as I'm concerned, and, um, let's see, I'm doing nothing but being bored, really, I mean, there's nothing new there, but, um, even if I have, there are some people doing some stuff in the background, I don't know if it's like a party or what's going on, but, I'm I'm hearing somebody whooping, yelling, and screaming about something like something awesome must have happened. I don't know if my microphone picked that up, but there you go. Uh, it's it's some kind of party of some kind. But uh, let me think for a moment. Um, so even if I'm doing something fun myself, you know, uh, virtually speaking, um, at the end of the day, I'm just still pretty bored, and this podcast is just helping me, uh, maintain my sanity at this point, because, uh, I just, uh, I kind of feel like I, I need someone else, uh, to talk to podcast-wise. I have tried to invite it um, two people so far, I tried inviting, um, Cy Scratch, and I've tried inviting that, the naughty guy, I, I mean, uh, the naughty guy, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, he was talking about Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I would love to talk to him more about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. But uh, if the weekend, uh, for some reason, works out for the both of them, then uh, please let me know if um, that works. Because uh, to to make uh, a podcast a little bit more interesting, I think, is to invite other people in to talk. And it's not like I'm doing this one-sided. And I don't mind doing it one-sided at times, usually, but... Conversations are usually a little bit more interesting with two people in a room, so to speak, or not in a room in this case. But um, but you know what I'm saying. I, I mean, it's it's not like uh, I'm going to invite them over my place. Well, technically, at this point, I can't. Uh, but. When I can, again, I would love to have a podcast with Scratch. 
Um, the naughty guy is just remain to be seen. I'm sure uh, the day will come where we can do a podcast together, I'm sure, but I don't know what the time is that he goes by. I mean, if if it's in, in America or in a different country, but uh, I would love to talk to him. But, uh, let's see. So I started watching Killer Clowns in Outer Space uh, a, a bit um, today I, at work. I mean, not not too much of it. Well, some of it last night. I, I'll take that back. I, I watched some of it last night. And then, um, and then I watched some of it at work. I didn't watch it on the way back home. But just knowing that uh, The Killer Class of Outer Space is actually on Netflix right now is, uh, is making me happy. I hope the Kyoto Brothers gets every inch and every um, good sum of, of money to make the uh, project lift off the ground. I, I've been wanting to see a Killer Class Mary Space 2 for, um, gee, it was a long time. I can't even remember how long, but yes, I mean, just in my 40 years for a very long time. Um, same thing with Ghostbusters. I waited for a long time for Ghostbusters 3, but that's going to be pushed uh, back to 2021, as I recall. That's sometime in, I think, is it like March or something like that? March 21st? I, I don't quote me on that. I think it's something like that, but I mean, that's going to remain to be seen if the theaters are going to be back and running and stuff like that because I would love to see Ghostbusters 3. But Killer Clowns 2 is the other thing that I would love to um, watch when it comes either in um, if it's either going to be in a theater or uh, just direct to uh, DVD or Blu-ray um, I mean that's all fine Un unless they uh, make a deal with uh, sci-fi at some point but uh, John Masari doesn't think it's going to happen at this point but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens but I would love to uh um, I would love to see a, a Killer Clowns 2 which I probably said countless times on this uh, podcast you know what would be a really interesting idea I, I, I think John Masari um, talked about it on his live stream yesterday, last night he um, said don't wait for permissions and stuff like that he, he said uh, just go ahead and do it if you want to make a follow-up to killer clowns from outer space go ahead and do it i mean it's not like 
yes, there are copyrights and stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure there are some ways to work through all of that, but I, I think he, uh, <laughs> um, if if Jamasari um, would have specified how we would go about doing that without getting ourselves in trouble, I, I think that would be um, a good start to take it from him there. Yes, we, we could do something like that. I mean, I guess he was talking about mostly um, just making like um, toys of uh, killer clowns from outer space. You don't need to uh, wait for the rights uh, for you to do something like that, get patented and sell it on the market, uh, whether you're doing it on Etsy or uh, whatever online sources there are, uh, there, there are right now. I mean, you could probably sell it on Amazon if you want to be a seller that way. But I think it costs a lot of money. I think if I if I understand that correctly, I think they. Uh, I mean, to to be a seller, I think it's 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 like a lot of money. Um. So. In. In the same live stream, he was also talking about. Don't wait for permissions uh, from uh, people on the outside to get you started on, uh, like, a Killer Clown comic book. I I, I would definitely read uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space as a comic book. No, I just don't mean uh, the original movie where it came from comic book. Uh, sure, they could... Uh, do that they might be able to fill in uh, a few other added details that they didn't uh, put in the movie to uh, further understand um, the movie a little bit better that that would be fine with me I'll I'll be reintroduced to the beginning that way now that's fine but to continue that canon uh, in a comic book series and help us understand where these clowns come from. Uh, that would be really great. I, I, I think if somebody has a resource to do something like that, I would read it. If anybody has a resource to do something like that, I would read it and uh, get together. I, I, I say um, this kind of loosely, but if maybe you could uh, get together with the creators of Killer Clowns, um, like the Kyoto Brothers, maybe they can help you along the way of how the comic book should read in their eyes not only look but read in their eyes like uh how the story should go and stuff like that i i i think that's kind of their baby even though it it wasn't really popular at the time uh it it's uh considered to be a b-rated movie a really bad movie and um it has a cult following and and uh, these people introducing killer clowns to uh, 
uh, extended families, and, and they're getting bigger uh, fan base. Uh, uh, they they were like how they they were like uh, how uh, could we not even know about this? Yes, it's a bad movie, but the style, the artwork, the special effects they used back then in the 80s was cutting edge, and, and they loved it. And I'm glad we're getting a, a bigger fan base. I mean, not not like uh, crawling with fan bases. They're, they're still relatively small, but as a collective, we are like a really big killer clown from outer space fan family because uh, we're wanting to see this uh, adapted into like a sequel if if at all possible and I hope it is possible I I'm talking to you Kyoto Brothers I don't know if you're listening to my podcast I hope you are at least uh, on on this part anyway I want to see the uh, sequel lift off the ground. I really do. And uh, also, uh, please, and, and if if anybody knows how to uh, contact the Kyoto Brothers, um, and if you have the inspiration to make a Killer Clowns Matter Space comic book, hey, I'll be the uh, well. I I won't be the literally uh, the first one in line but I will actually be in line you know the first one in line uh, so to speak to uh, grab a copy of Killer Clowns from Outer Space Uh, let's call it like it is like uh, issue one and let's just expand on the mythology on the canon and let's help us understand as we as fans what these creatures really are because we never found out who they truly are in the movie I mean it was just a movie for being a movie sake back then we get it I mean it's to suspend your belief I get it but we want to know what these creatures are and where they came from I think it would have been a better movie if we understood where they came from uh, looking back at it right now uh, the Kyoto Brothers were just on a limited budget, so they couldn't fit all the mythology in there as a storytelling uh, kind of, I guess if you want to call it a platform of sorts. But I think if if they did have like a big budget um, money to actually make it into, not just like a necessarily uh, better movie, but uh, they'll, they'll have better storytelling of where these clowns uh, come from and where they originate from. Maybe we'll get to see what uh, their planet looks like and why they chose Earth as sort of like their uh, McDonald's or their <laughs> whatever Longhorn, whatever uh, restaurant you want to insert there. And it would be interesting to to know what kind of species uh, those clowns really are. I mean, uh, we Killer Clowns fans just want to refer to them as clowns, but they might have a different species name. I mean, they might resemble 
like a creepy clown, yes, but they're not earth clowns. I mean, I still do like earth clowns, no matter how many people claim they are scared of them. I'm just never going to understand it. I, I don't know, but uh, I, I guess they have their reasons, but um, I loved clowns as, as a kid. I was never scared of it. Until Killer Clowns came around and they <laughs> scared me to death. But now it's my favorite movie and I, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, because how ridiculously uh, bad it was. Uh, I'm, I'm still a fan of its work. I mean, not necessarily just... Yeah, I mean, for for the movie itself. I mean, uh, the acting was, was bad. Uh, uh, given that at the time, but um, just think about all the creativity and artwork that it uh, that they had to do behind the scenes to make it um, about as real as possible. The masks on those clowns looked real, like they could be real aliens from outer space kind of look, and. Uh, did you know that the only thing on there was the popcorn gun? I'm pretty sure I mentioned that in my podcast somewhere. But uh, the popcorn gun is the expensive one. Like, they built it, and, and it actually, it really does fire popcorn, is, is the interesting thing. And now, it's, it's probably not real popcorn, but I... I don't know what kind of popcorn that they use. I mean, it's... If I had to make a guess, it's maybe like one of those... Uh, packing kind of like... Um, popcorn kind of things uh, made to look like... Popcorn that you can eat. I don't know. I could be off base with that too. I, I mean, but the way I... I was told that it really does shoot out uh, popcorn, so that much I do know. And uh, well, the flying part, well, that's just people firing the same gun uh, in different shots without seeing who shot it. Was it like one, two? three, maybe four times in that scene, somebody was shooting that same popcorn gun four times uh, to make it look like it was flying after them. And that, that part I understand. That's the most expensive prop that they had to build for that movie was a popcorn gun. But the cotton candy cocoon gun, the uh, balloon gun... Uh, that they use um, to preserve the human beings inside of it. Um, that was interesting special effects they, they use. It's just pretty much the person's there, then you take a shot with them, uh, without them there, it's just basic, kind of like trick photography, I guess, if you want to call it that, uh, and 
just adding in the special effects to uh, make it look better like they're spinning into a kind of cocoon and they're dead <laughs> I mean it's ridiculous but I, I always get a kick out of uh, seeing people being transformed into concave cocoons like that. I mean, they're just like spinning around until they're dead. <laughs> and then um, the uh, balloon scene with, with Debbie, well, it's just kind of like that she's just jumping up and down on that uh, sofa and she's trapped inside this balloon. Now... <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I think all of the special effects that they had back in, in the day in 1988 was really top-notch to, to me, in my opinion. Of, of course, it's cheap-looking nowadays. I, I, I get it. It is actually very cheap-looking nowadays because it's, what, the year 2020 right now? Um, just... I, I get it. I, I mean, things are, are, are changing as the years go by. I get it. And people are going to say, like, oh, that's just uh, cheap special effects. Well, yes and no. I mean, for a movie like that to, to be made in 1988, uh, mind you, and I uh, was around in 1988, and I didn't see that movie until, like, maybe I was... Uh, maybe nine or ten uh, when I first saw that and the uh, special effects were very top-notch I mean to my opinion it's very very top-notch because whenever they fire their phaser guns I always got scared when that happened <laughs> I mean that was when I was a kid but but I, I always got scared when they started firing things. And uh, I think one of the other two that gave me worse nightmares is... Let me see, which one scared me most? I think all of them scared me, but I, I have to think back when I was like maybe nine or ten when I saw it. Um, which one? Which one scared me most? I kind of feel like um, the clown that was doing the puppet shadow, uh, the shadow puppet uh, show for the people at the bus stop when the T-Rex was uh, eating up the people at the bus stop. But you would think they're, they're dead, but you can still hear them screaming inside. Um, so that just kind of means that he kind of transformed them into popcorn as sort of like these baby killer clowns I mean who knows what happened at that scene but that movie scared me at that point like I had to be careful if somebody does puppet shows now it's it's my thought when I saw that scene but now I know it's just all animation but uh, I mean for a kid who has like 
an act of uh, imagination. Uh, I mean, you have to understand, I didn't want to meet somebody who does <laughs> puppet shows anymore, like, in a shadow puppet ma matter. So, yeah. <sighs> so what else is, is going on in my mind? Um, I guess not a whole lot. At least I, I get to talk things out um, to people on here, at, at least uh, for, for those who are willing to listen to me. So, as always, uh, before the time runs out, I, I have to say this right now, or otherwise I won't get a chance to say anything at all. So... This is Marvelous and Paranormal signing off. Have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Wherever you may be currently listening to this podcast at this very moment. And goodbye.